Dear Lord, as we come before the throne of grace and prayer, we thank you, Lord, we have access, we have that access into the Holy of Holies through Christ. We thank you for Calvary. We thank you for the victory that was wrought at Calvary. And, oh, God, we're here tonight, and, Lord, we cry, Lord, for a real deep consciousness of thy presence, Moses. Oh God, we're here tonight and God, we just pray. Lord, we pray, Lord, for God that you'll come down amongst us that will experience the weight of thy presence amongst us. Oh God, we're here and Lord, we just pray. Lord, as we meditate on thy word and, and then as we go on to prayer, oh God, that you be one of our number. Lord, that you would be, Lord, you would intensify thy presence amongst us. And Lord, just have your way in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. They, uh, a number of weeks ago, I was listening to this particular preacher, and he was preaching. And he just happened to be, whenever he was preaching, uh, he mentioned the word mercy. And I was quickened just for that word mercy. The mercy of God. And the pastor last Sunday morning, he, he uh, mentioned a few times the word mercy. So I felt I was going to sort of lay it that way to bring a message tonight. On the mercy of God. And we'll maybe look at quite a lot of scriptures. But first of all, I want to look at Psalm 23 and verse 6. And it says here, the psalmist says here, in this very familiar psalm, and verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now as we look at this word mercy tonight, just simply looking at this verse to think no matter where we go we can look behind us and we can surely say goodness and mercy is following us. It doesn't matter if, we're, if we go around maybe a dozen sh- shops around Balnehinch or St. Phil or Lisbon you know, every time we look back, you know, the mercy of God is following us. It doesn't matter for, I work at farming, just happened to be, I think it was Monday night, but some stock got out into a fellow's vegetable garden. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <clears throat> but you know, no matter where we go, 
The mercy, the mercy of God is following us. If we turn over to Psalm, 20, <coughs> Psalm 33 and verse 22, it says here, Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Not only is the mercy of God following us, but you know the mercy of God is upon us. As, as we can look back in a day and an hour and a moment, you know, whenever we're in our sin, I know we're singing deep in sin, we're singing to rise no more. But you know, it was God's love and God's mercy that the Lord reached down and saved us. You know, we we'll read, it's in uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 18. And verses 9 to 16. Luke 18, verses. <clears throat> and... Uh, I look at him. I maybe got the wrong the wrong passage. It's about the um, it's the passage, and it's about the. Uh, you remember there was the two men, and the one man went up to the temple to pray, and he was um, he was a Pharisee, and he said, you know, I fast twice in a week. I give all the, t- the ties of of. <clears throat> That I possess. And but he says, read in that passage. But you know, he was thrusting in himself. He, he was he wasn't thrusting in the finished work at Calvary. And you know that man, he was a good man. But he was lost. And then we read about the publican. And he was the rascal. But you know, he wouldn't even lift up his head. And he wouldn't even lift up his head and he smote his breast. And he was praying, Lord, be merciful. Be merciful to me. A sinner. And you know that the man that was seemingly had lived in a clean life and was so good and so religious and clothed in all his religion and still he was going about with no mercy. 
But you know this, the publican, he realized he was lost a sinner and he accepted Jesus into his heart. And you know he received mercy. He received mercy. If we turn to Psalm chapter, uh, Psalm number 6. Psalm, Psalm number 6 and verse 2. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. You know, he's with us in a weakness. I remember whenever my wife and I got saved, and Shortly after we got saved, we just went through a rough time. There was a lot of things went wrong. And we actually sort of got, had reached the stage we're nearly going to lose the farm. And I remember I was really down. You know, sometimes really, you know, when you get down, sometimes... The enemy, you know, as it were, kicks you when you're down. And you can really feel bad. But one night I went to the prayer meeting. And the, um, the, the preacher, he read from Psalm 37. Fret not thyself because of evil doers. Neither be thy envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall be soon cut down like the grass and withereth as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So thou shalt dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. And you know as the pastor of that particular church. He brought the word that Wednesday night. Do you know that word was for me? You know why I went out? I can say I went out of that prayer meeting. A changed man. Do you know why I stood as it were, and them and them verses of scripture. And I just I committed my life unto the Lord and I trust I trusted the Lord for a mighty deliverance. And the deliverance came. Mm-hmm. You know there was a man was at our house and I, there about must have been about three or four weeks ago. And the wife and him as parted company and Things sort of is in bad shape for him. And he's for a family and he hasn't seen the family for some time. And you know, the, the man was in a bad way. But you know why I prayed, prayed with him? And I gave him that, that Psalm, Psalm 37. 
And he said, he came back to him and he said about how many times he's read the psalm. And then he went to his work on the Monday morning and he said there was somebody had sent him a, a, a text and it was 37 verse 5. Commit thyself unto the Lord. And you know, it's good to trust the Lord. You know, in our weakness, and you know, we all, we all have weaknesses. And you know, it's good to trust in the Lord. And uh, Psalm 5 and verse 7, we see here, But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. We see here about the multitude of God's mercy. There's a there's abundance. There's no end. The the um we read and first Chronicles twenty one verse thirteen. We'll not turn to that now. And uh, but we see here that his mercy is very great. And the um, if we turn over to Psalm 103, 103, verse 8. We see here, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Plenteous in mercy. You know, we can, we, can, we can read in Scripture, we can go back, right back to Adam and Eve, and we can see there in the Garden of Eden where God with <clears throat> that the uh, when God covered their shame with the skins of a sacrificed animal. And you know that was the first time that God showed mercy. Upon man, if there was the skins to cover their shame, and you know we can see the greatness of God's mercy, the multitude of God's mercy. We can go to um, uh, we're still in the same Psalm, Psalm one hundred and three, verse eleven. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. For as the heaven is, is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. You know, they say that God's wrath 
and God's mercy met at Calvary. You know, the Lord Jesus, the one who knew no sin, the one that left the realms of glory, the one that came down to this sin-cursed world and lived for 33 and a half years, the one who knew no sin, but at that center cross called Calvary, he took your sin and he took my sin and he made it his very own. And you know then there was there was the darkness there was the darkness that was over the over the the earth for from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. And then there was their cry it is finished. It was during them three hours that he took our sin and he took it and it and it was laid upon him. And then the third day he rose again. And we worship a risen, glorified, exalted Saviour. And you know, that's where God's mercy and God's wrath met. Was at that place called Calvary. We can, if we turn over to um, Psalm... 136. We see in this psalm that there's 26 verses in this psalm, and each one of these verses says, For his mercy, endureth forever. You know, whenever we, most of us as cowards, and you know, whether they're diesel cowards or whether they're petrol cowards, there's some time along, probably each week or each couple of weeks, you have to stop at the petrol station and get some petrol or some diesel. But you know, God's mercy is continuous. It endures forever. We don't need to stop as it were for a refill. It's, it endures forever. Isn't that mighty? There, there's no end. And even right into eternity is forever. And forever his mercy endures forever. If we come over to Ephesians, no, we'll do one more here. Proverbs um, chapter 3 and verse 3. Maybe we should just read the first the first three verses here. 
to sort of get the context. My son, forget not my law, nor let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. You know, mercy is some, you know, we need to keep it. We need to look after it. We need to live close to the Lord. We need to be in fellowship and to enjoy his presence with him. Um, if you turn over to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Um, the um, Ephesians 2 chapter verse 4 but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us we're rich we're rich in mercy that speaks of, of, of precious, something that's very precious. You know, God, God is rich. God is good. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. It's great to be saved. It's great to be walking in fellowship with the Lord, to be rejoicing in Christ and enjoy the rich mercies of the Lord. <clears throat> um, if we turn back to Psalm 89, verse 1. says here <clears throat> I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth while I make known thy faithfulness to all generations I will sing of his mercies you know it says <clears throat> this is a lovely hymn I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first verse in the course. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, 
knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary. And then it says, Mercy there was great, and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Mercy there, it was great. And you know it's great to sing the mercies of God. It's great when we meet here, especially on a Sunday morning, and, well, hopefully not long to, too long to be Sunday nights, and, you know, we can sing the mercies of God. Hallelujah. Um, they, uh, if we uh, turn over to Lamentation, uh, Lamentations, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. And um, well, 20, 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. For they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You know, we see here we get new mercies every morning. New mercies every morning. Isn't that mighty? You know, that's far better than getting a new car every morning. We get <laughs> you know, we get, we, get, we get new mercies. We get new mercies every morning. But then we're going to look at another one, and it's Luke's Gospel, chapter 16. And it's in verse 24. And this is the man of no mercy. This was the rich man and, and Luke 16. And this man is now in, has he's rejected God's salvation. And he's now in hell. And he's crying here in verse 24, Luke 16. And he cried said and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And saying Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And then we see the reply here. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth 
thy good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. This man, Anuk 16, he sinned away his day of grace. He left it too late. And it's sad to say there's so many as leaving it too late. I heard just, it was um, a preacher was preaching and um, there was, he was saying out in America, it was about 70 years ago, there were some of the states, there was up to 50% of the young people were believers. And it has gradually fallen over the decades. And today, there's something like only 1% of the young people that are, are, are saved in some of the states out in America. You know, we need to pray. We need to pray for our young people. You know, it's urgent. There's so many of our young people and they're lost and they're heading to lost eternity. And sometimes I quote it in the, in the open air and there's a verse there. The wages of sin is death. And you know the devil he works for counterfeit money and he pays heavy wages. And I can look back and I can say he owed me for a land week, but I never went back for it. <laughs> they, uh, you know, we're, 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 and you know, there's money for young people and the devil has them deceived and they're under the grip of the enemy. But you know, I believe in prayer. And I believe, you know, the Lord has a plan. Um, we'll, we'll go to First uh, Timothy chapter 1 and verse 13. And this is this is the um, the great apostle Paul, and it is writing to young Timothy, and he's he's given a part of his testimony here, and he's saying uh, in verse thirteen, Timothy chapter one, he was before a blasphemer and a prosecutor. And in Juris, but I obtained mercy. I obtained mercy. There's many of us here in this, this prayer meeting tonight, and we've obtained mercy. Yeah. Well, many of us can look back on a day that we'll obtain mercy. 
and you know we're transformed from darkness to light. We're, we're a child, one moment we're a child of the enemy, and then we became a child of God. We obtained mercy. Um, the, um, and last is Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. It says here, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, we are, we are coming tonight to the place of prayer. And it says here, come boldly. Onto the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy. We know we're here in this permian tonight, and we're here to pray. I know this land. You know, hell has broken loose across this land, but you know, it demands it demands action. And the action has to come from the prayer meeting. You know, we want God back in our nation. You know, God can can heal our wounds. And God's going to touch this land. We're here to enforce the victory at Calvary. The Lord is going to activate the armies of heaven. You know, we'll read in Saint Cain's and in chapter six and verse seventeen, and it's the passage about Elisha. And you remember he was he was in Dorthin. And we'll read there that he was with the, the servant in the house. And the servant had looked out. And he saw, he saw that the army, the Syrian army, and he was greatly afraid. But you know, Elisha prayed that the Lord would open his eyes. And when, whenever that servant, when his eyes was opened, he saw a mountain, and it was it was filled with horses and and, and of chariots of fire, all around Elisha. And you know we need that, as it were, God's army of heaven let loose upon this land. And you know I believe there's going to be a mighty wind of the Holy Spirit is going to be released across this, this nation. It says in Haggai that it says there that 
I will shake the nations. And I believe with this Corona-19 and, and that the nations has been shaken. And I believe there's, there's more shaking to come. I believe there's a lot more shaking to come. And then it says there, I will fill my house with, my, with, with God's glory. And you know, we're looking for the latter glory. We're looking for the house to be filled with God's glory. And that we'll see multitudes, multitudes wonderfully and gloriously saved. Amen.